Hello and welcome, episode 56. We are talking about planning for the best quarter ever as a high ticket coach. Uh, in this episode, this is kind of like a coach to coach episode. So I'm going to assume that if you're listening to me, you're a client of mine, even though you might not be or might not be yet, because uh, we're going to call on good things that to come in the future, right? <laughs> um, but this is for someone who... And hopefully you listen to this and it might be a refresher and you've already done some fourth quarter planning because we are literally in the thick of the first month of the fourth quarter. But I wanted to record this as an evergreen piece of content on the podcast so that you have access to this every time, you know, where you're in the third quarter, you're looking and forecasting what you want your fourth quarter to be. You can take a look at what we've talked about in this podcast and you can always have this to refer back to. So I love, you know, planning and I love talking about what we get to do in this business. And I think we don't do this enough. And a lot of us are in go, go, go mode, but really to take time to stop and pause and really set expectations and intentions around the growth of your company and your business is absolutely important, especially if you are saying that you are a leader in this space. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hello and welcome to Activate Your Massive Brand with Tanya Watkins. This podcast was created for professional and creative women in business who are looking to create a personal brand that stands out, package their greatness, and monetize their hustle. Tanya, the founder of Massive Brand Consulting, is a high-ticket monetization coach and brand expert who believes that with smart hustle and savvy marketing strategies, you can become a boldly confident influencer in your market, build a loyal and engaged community, and create much more than a six-figure business. All right. So one of the things I want to say off the bat is that I definitely feel every time this time of year comes around an air of like pause or that we're slowing down. And I think it might be because sometimes we feel like, well, people are getting ready to get into the holiday season and get into like shopping mode and maybe take their foot off the brakes as it relates to business. And I feel like there is some truth to that, that there are some people who are kind of starting to slow down a little bit their operations and try to kind of ease into the holidays. But there are other people like myself who are like, let's get it. Um, There's many of us who have their best business in the fourth quarter. Uh, There's a lot of us who are looking to it. We're looking ahead at to 2023 and beyond in the next year, whatever year you're listening to this, right? And really thinking about what we are going to do to start to plan for the success we desire to have. And if that is your customer segment, then it really does require you to not play it soft for the fourth quarter, right? It really does require you to start thinking about what does this need to look like and how am I going to be successful going into Q1? Because when I tell you Q4 and Q1, they're like, they blend into each other because you blink and the new year is here. Um, So my message to you is while other people may be slowing down, this is an opportunity for you to double down. This is an opportunity for you to have some space cleared. Um, Not that we want to talk about quote unquote competition, but you know, there are people who will be looking for services. We'll be looking for coaching. We'll be looking for assistance. We'll be looking for business growth. And you get the opportunity to have a little bit more space in the lane 
because there's people who are just simply not going to be putting in the work. They're not going to be producing content this season. They're not going to be showing up consistently. They're not going to be selling their offers. They're not going to be, you know, wanting to have a bunch of sales calls on their calendar. They're not going to be selling in the DMs. And so you get to be someone who says that you are consistent and, and, you know, you really get to show up for the people who are looking for your kind of work. So I'm going to preface this whole episode with saying we get to do this. It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Isn't that the song? But it could be the most lucrative time of the year as well. All right. So the first thing that you would do, if if I'm coaching you, I would tell you, I would ask you, let's take a look at your sales thus far for the year. So there's two things that I like to look at. Well, there's a few things I like to look at when it comes to sales, right? So the first thing is actual sales performance, okay? And our sales performance then, as it relates to last year's sales, which we call like-for-like sales, comparative sales. So if if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've been in business for a few years. Uh, And so I really love to take a look at and have my clients take a look at how they're tracking month to month, month over month. So what does my month look like or what does my year look like as it relates to last year? Uh, And then what does it look like as it relates to my sales plan? So I firmly believe everyone should have a sales plan. And if you don't, it's okay. You can do this moving forward. But so basically your sales plan is what is the projected growth that I can see coming from my business if I'm doing the right things? Meaning if I am, you know, servicing my clients well and they're re-enrolling. If I am on my game and I'm marketing and I'm acquiring new clients, And if I'm really being intentional with the increase in subscribers, members, clients, customers uh, this year over last year. So, for example, maybe last year you did $200,000, right? And so you you know for sure that you want to hit higher than that. Um, And maybe you say, you know what? I firmly believe that I can have a 20% increase over last year's sales. And that would put you at $240,000. Or maybe you did half a million last year and you're like, you know what? That was a really good pace for us. We love our business at that level and we can handle it. And I know we can handle a 10% increase. So that would put you at $550,000, right? Does that make sense? So I feel like everyone should know their LY, their last year's number, uh, and be tracking that every single month. So when I mean LY for January, LY for February, L, like LY by month and by year and by quarter, and then have a business plan, a sales plan that is reflective of a percent increase over last year's sales. So again, whether it's 5%, 10%, 20%, or maybe it wasn't the best year. And maybe you only had, I don't know, maybe 300,000 wasn't good for you. And you're like, you know what? I I know that I need to be at half a million. So we're going to go ahead and track for that. And so that's what it's going to be. And that's what it is. And then you decide that you want a 66% increase over last year's sales. Of course, that's going to, you know, look a little different than someone's 10% increase. And so planning, what does enrollment look like? Do we have enough people on, you know, on staff to be able to handle that influx of client, whether it's onboarding and also servicing and delivery and what offboarding looks like and if there's additional tech that's involved. So, of course, that's why this is why it's important to have these numbers, because then you get to know, well, what do I need to do to hit this this number? 
right? So obviously we're in Q4, so I'm assuming you've already done that. So what we would do now is say, okay, um, you know, I have in, let's just play with the numbers. We're going to assume that LY, your LY was $200,000, okay? And we're going to say that your uh, percent increase that you want is 225 in total sales, right? So then let's just say that you are not quite there. So that means you would have needed 56.250 per quarter to be able to be on track to hit your sales plan, right? And let's just say that you are, you only have in $150,000, which would mean that your new sales plan for um, this quarter would be approximately $74,000. Does that make sense? So then that way you would be able to hit the 225. You could also take, it, take a look at it from two different ways. You could say, you know what? I just want to know if I have it in $150,000, I know that I need, at least need to have $50,000, right? To hit my LY sales. And I know in order to stay on track and on pace to hit my sales plan of 225, that I need 75,000, okay? So now you have a clear number. Between 50 to 75K for this quarter will put me either at last year's sales, so I'm not losing money for the company, but then above LY would be anything over 50 grand. And then you could say, okay, well, if my offer is 15,000, then I know I need five people to enroll with the intention of at least paying almost in full or getting on a payment plan and then enrolling other people so that I can get in that enough revenue um, in sales and cash to hit the number. So there's not, there's, there's revenue, sales, there's all different, all different numbers. But when we talk about this in particular, we really do want to make sure that we are, you know, it's cash so that we can have that number in the register by December 31st. So that's the first thing. Revisit our sales plan, see what we're doing, um, you know, if we're not in a, if we're in a deficit. If you're already up, right, and you're planning to hit 225, and you already have, you know, 220 in terms of your revenue and cash collected for the month, for the year, which means you have a quarter, a whole three months left of business. And in order to hit your sales plan, you need $5,000. Well, most people will be like, oh, cool. You know, I get to coast. I get to, you know, sell one thing and then I get to coast for the rest of the the year. Uh, But a savvy person would say, well, what does my you know, what does my business look like so far? So that would look like $195,000, right? Over three months. So that means that on your average pace is $65,000 per um, quarter, which means that your run rate is actually 260,000. So what that means is if you continue to do what you've been doing, then your projected revenue and sales will be $260,000 which would actually be a 30% increase over last year's sales. And it would actually be a, uh, let's see, a 15% increase over your sales plan. 
Wow, doesn't that sound much better than coasting, right? Uh, and if this sounds like a lot, definitely DM me, we can chat. This is the, the exact work I do with my clients all the time. So if you're not in the high ticket offer elixir, this would be a good chance or a good opportunity for you to stop, pause and enroll or ask me some questions uh, so that you can be really savvy with your numbers as well. Um, so yeah, so if you're up for your, your sales plan, then what would be a good number to be able to hit based on your run rate for this year. So that's the first thing, sales planning. The next would be offer planning. So hopefully you already have an offer that you are working with uh, that you feel really good about. For you know my clients, it's a legacy group program is our main offer. So we would take a look at the offer. What's working? What's not working? Do we need to do anything to the curriculum? to up-level the service? Um, do we have to uh, record any additional trainings? You know, do we need to add any tech? What did the enrollment feel like last quarter? Meaning the people that enrolled last quarter, was it efficient? Do they feel welcome? Do they feel good? Do they feel installed really quickly? You know, that kind of stuff. Was it janky? Is this an opportunity to up-level the onboarding? Is this an opportunity to up-level the content? Do we need to do anything inside of the community to increase engagement? How was engagement over the past quarter? Do, you know, are people asking the right questions? Because if they're not asking the right questions and the right questions mean next level questions that the content made them think. And, uh, and in that cr created another question or created, you know, success that then created a question. Bad questions are, hey, what is a, what is a I don't know, what is a power statement? And knowing you already teach something like that, right? Like, well, how do I find my target avatar? And you have a full-blown, you know, lesson. Like, that's a bad question. That means there's some thoughts to ponder around the actual content of the curriculum. So these are questions you want to ask yourself because if we're going to, you know, add fuel to the fire and, 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 and enroll more clients into this program, we want to make sure that all systems are a go. And so, again, we're checking the curriculum. We're checking the onboarding. We're checking the actual service inside of the, pro, inside of the community, making sure that there are no holes there, that we're getting good questions and all of that. So that's great. The offer is set. We feel good about it, right? The next is with the offer what was our main lead source, right? So where are we getting the most uh, clients from? And are we happy with that? And what was the progress and the success around that? So for example, let's say you were able to book 50 calls over the past three quarters using your main lead source of Instagram. And of those 50 calls, you were able to enroll 25 people into your program, right? So the first question is, do, are we on target? <laughs> Did we hit our, our consultation you know, goal? So what was the goals around your consultations booked for the year so far? Did we hit it? Yes or no? Two, did we hit our goal as it relates to calls booked? Yes or no? And then the next question is, if that is a 50% conversion, of course, this is all, you know, hypothetical, is that on pace and on target for our one, our goal and our current business trend? So again, similar thing happens when it comes to tracking percentages, right? So you may say, okay, my, 
goal for conversion, meaning the number of people who book into my consultations that actually become customers is 60% or 50%, let's say it's 20%, right? And your current um, percentage so far is 50%. So that's a 30% increase over your conversion goal. Well, you may say, you know what, going into the fourth quarter, let me see if we can nudge that up a little bit, right? And bring it to 55%. We can do the math very easily now because we know our adjusted conversion goal is 55% and we know that our um, sales plan for the quarter is 75,000 based on our, you know, we already have 150,000 in sales collected so far. So we know we need a 55% conversion based on our new goal for our sales calls booked. All right, so let's just say, again, $75,000. We know we need anywhere between 25 to 30 people paying us based on our payment plans that we have available. Now, if you get five people to pay you 15K in full, that's great, but the chances are that may not happen. So, you know, we're gonna say a mixture of paid in full and some of our varied payment plans, whether it's monthly and quarterly, right? Because we typically, in my I typically recommend for my clients to have a few options for her clients so that, you know, you can get them where they're at. And so based on that, we're going to have 25 to 30 people paying us something. So we're going to just go ahead and shoot for 30. Now, if we say 60 calls with a 55% conversion gives us 33 new clients, we're on the money. So that means now that we have 60 calls that we need to have on our calendar, Every for this quarter, meaning 20 calls booked October, November, December. See how that I mean, that sounds like a lot and it may be really heavy and really like, ah, but that is so doable. And this is why I really champion this planning your business in this way, because then you can see wow, this really makes sense. And I can't I have the opportunity to hit my goals because I know what they are. And knowing really is half the battle, right? And so that really puts you at five calls. Who can't book five calls a day or five calls a week? One call a day, right? So this makes so much sense and should maybe shouldn't feel easy, but it really should feel doable. Okay, so we talked about the offer. We talked about your lead source what that is and how you've been able to achieve your sales plan through that thus far. And then doing some planning around what that would look like if you continue to use that same lead source going into this upcoming or this current fall quarter. Now I really want to talk about, okay, so we've talked about (laughs) your sales plan, your offers, your lead of your lead source. And I want to talk about the elephant in the room for fourth quarter, which is holiday and Black Friday. So I, I most people get into um, the end of October, you know, mid-November-ish, and they're like, oh, that's right, Black Friday. Um, product-based businesses and lower-ticket business, business, service-based businesses have an opportunity um, to really get out ahead of it. Otherwise, it is detrimental to the growth of their business, especially in this quarter. 
So product-based business owners probably have already been talking about this since the summer, right? Um, we do have leverage over that because we do have a different business model. Um, but I always get the question, should I put something on sale? Should I have some low ticket? And really, I've come to the conclusion that it really is what your heart desires. My, but I'm going to do it. I'll tell you the real. I'll tell you what I tell my clients because this is a coach to coach session, right? If we're saying that we're offering a high level service, um, first of all, I don't believe services should be discounted. So I never discount my services. I will offer opportunities and bonuses for someone to get in. Um, but usually it doesn't dramatically decrease the profitability for the company. So in other words, I may have a $20,000 offer and then I offer you a percentage off your first payment. That's not going to do much, especially in a small scale, as it relates to the profitability of the company. We're not losing a large sum of money and decreasing dramatically our profits just to be able to sell something to someone. Okay, does that make sense? So what I would say, if you are someone who is trying to incorporate some sort of excitement around the, the holiday season and Black Friday specifically, is what do I already have that I can bundle together to create a new offer? How can I add leveraged access to myself and my company as an additional offer with inside the offer. So for example, for someone like me who only wants to sell one thing, my main offer at this point, um, then I could say, well, for a limited time, you get an additional, you know, maybe it's a masterclass or some sort of group call or office hours where I'm not offering, you know, individual calls or individual time, but it's a, gr a group, you know, extra bonus where whoever is enrolling, maybe I should do this. <laughs> whoever is enrolling um, gets the, you know, extra 90 minutes or two hours of my time. So yes, it's more time, but it isn't a leveraged way because it's still one to many, right? For someone like me, who I also have a software, like I could do some sort of bonus around that, right? So what is it, what do you already have access to that you can use and take advantage of that can be, you know, of value to your audience that they don't maybe have access to already? Okay, so it doesn't have to be reinventing the wheel. It doesn't have to be um, creating a new offer. It definitely doesn't have to be creating a low ticket offer, especially if you know that doing that might not even be attractive to your golden girl. And we call it the golden girl, the, the creme of the creme, the best of the best, the segment within the segment of your ideal client, right? So we already know that the golden girl is looking for something specific. Then me creating a low ticket offer to attract her is really counterproductive. So what I say is, again, what do you have that you can, pre, you know, repackage? Um, how can you add on to an existing offer, creating a bonus? Um, and what can you do to create leveraged access in addition to what you're already offering so that it's not adding additional time that's, you know, creating and causing havoc within your business. So for example, if you did decide to add an additional class or a bonus masterclass or whatever the case may be, 
And that now adds an additional two hours to your time, to your schedule. Maybe it's like four hours, right? Two hours planning and two hours of execution. But you end up signing five more clients than you did if you hadn't done that, then it would be worth it, right? And you still, again, get to enroll people and not have to do individual one-to-one access. So that's all I'm going to say about, I maybe can do a full-blown episode on um, sales planning as it relates to um, holiday and Black Friday specifically, and really what offers could look like. But just to give you a brief overview, that's, that is my take on it. Okay, so let's dive into team and organization. So if you're going to listen to any podcast I talk about or have, um, you know I'm going to talk about team. So team and your and how we're running our organization this year, we're going to take a look at everyone's scorecards. So if you have a team member and they don't have a scorecard, I would suggest doing that and giving them a scorecard. And basically what a scorecard is, is their metrics that we're looking to improve and to track every week, every day, every month, every quarter. And our expectations around that. And those metrics really should tie into the overall goal and plan for the business for that season of time. Okay, and we they really should understand and know when I do my job well, the company profits, the company has success, the company is growing. Okay, so reviewing their targets and their performance to their targets, um, coaching and, and setting expectations, giving praise and celebrating a good job well done. I think sometimes we have these conversations around scorecards and progress reports, and it's like, oh, you didn't do this. So, but really speaking to what they've done well and really you know, speaking to their talents and, and really showing and honing in on their strengths so that they really know what they did was... Um, not only that you noticed, but that you noticed how they did it. You know, your team member wants to know that you really get them. And so really being able to articulate how you noticed how they got the job done will really help them and encourage them to do whatever they did and do it 10 times better. Then you want to also collaborate on a plan with them. So it's not, hey, this is Q4. My sales goal is seventy five thousand. We need about twenty five clients to come in, paying us, you know, approximately three grand. Like, no, we're not. We're not doing that. You know, we're collaborating on a plan and really asking them how they felt their performance was how they felt overall the company did so far. What are they excited for in Q4? What, what, what skills and talents and strengths do they want to leverage this season? How do they want to flex their muscles this season? You know, what are some of the things that they see that we should be doing better? We talk about, you know, the offer. Get them involved in that conversation. When we talk about the lead source, get them involved in that conversation, right? And then collaborate on a plan that feels good for them, that feels challenging for them, but really excites them and lights them up and really let them understand it is because of you and your contributions to this company that we were able to do what we've done so far. And I'm so excited to see what we can do together this season. And I look forward to, you know, helping you along the way, but also celebrating you because I know you are going to do an excellent job and we're going to just have a blast getting it done and servicing our clients next level the way we do in excellence always, right? If your boss said that to you, what would you say? You'd be like, girl, let's get it, right? (laughs) So being really intentional in those conversations because they matter 
uh, and really holding them accountable to what they said they were going to do. And this is why I talk a lot about collaborative conversations with your team, because that is how you get their buy-in. That is how you get them to say yes. It is not by saying, hey, do this. It is about saying, hey, what do you think we can do together? Right? So again, really making sure that you have something for them to measure and track with their scorecard, um, what their everyday duties are, what does good look like? What does a week look like? That's good. That's, that's, you know, in excellence. And so that, that you can make sure that they are a part of what you're trying to do, that they feel like they are a part of the big mission. Okay. So we talked about team, we talked about our offers, we talked about sales planning. One thing that we don't do as entrepreneurs is, as especially when we're in the service-based business like this is plan for time off. So what time are you going to take off? This may sound crazy, um, but really knowing like not just Christmas and Thanksgiving, like duh, but what time do you need to go to the grocery store and, and, and really cook the Thanksgiving dinner without feeling like, oh my God, I'm pinched and my time is, you know, so crazy and I got this going on or whatever. What time do you need for Christmas shopping? What time do you need for wrapping the gifts? What time do you need for, you know, Friendsgiving, holiday parties, your husband's holiday party? Really being aware of all of those key and important dates, not just the holidays themselves, but planning and executing around the holiday so that, and I'm telling you this from personal experience, because sometimes we just, we say, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have Thanksgiving off. And then Thanksgiving comes and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't even, I, I got to go get a turkey, <laughs> you know? So this, and girl, if you do this and you side-eye me right now, it is okay. And you're <laughs> like, it's okay. But for those of us who sometimes don't give ourselves enough time off, that's what I'm speaking to. I'm not speaking to the one who's like, girl, bye, I already do this. Then that's great. I'm going to, you know, take a page out of your book this season and I'm going to do it too. Um, but really just having a heightened awareness of the actual time you're going to need off and then back those days out of your calendar. Let your team know as well. Ask them the same questions. What do you what space do I need to give you on what days so that we can really lock in on the days that we're on and then truly enjoy the time with our family when we say that we're off. Okay. So again, what t- additional time do we need off? And what are we going to do to make sure that on the days that we're on, we're all in, we're full in, and we're getting the work that we said we're going to get done, done, so that we can really not fully disconnect, because maybe we still want to have a figure out on the pulse of the business, but disconnect enough that we can truly enjoy our family time. And then planning for the next year. So before I even say that, um, one of the things that I've had success with and, you know, clients back and forth, we've talked about this, is on those times that you're off, what does content creation look like and what does showing up look like? So for those of you who take a week off for Christmas and a week off for New Year's, really getting getting out ahead of what marketing should look like and what is the communication to your audience? When do consultations resume and that kind of thing? So I just wanted to add that on to your time off. Just being aware of what else needs to be done in terms of content creation and getting out ahead of marketing so that your business can still be showing up while you're off on those days, especially an extended period period of time like Christmas. 
Okay, cool. Um, let's talk about planning for the next year in Q1. So as you start to take a look at your sales performance throughout Q4 and relating it to the rest of the year, you can then start to project what you want your year your next year to look like. And so having a goal in mind and really being able to stick to that goal, I would say by the end of November, you really should be like, okay, set on your goal for the following year, if not sooner. And then starting to think about what Q1's contribution to that should be and what do you need to put in place? Because here's the thing, when I say this, Q4 is so full that really bleeds into Q1. So you want to, you know, before it gets too crazy and you're too busy with life business and, you know, holiday planning, you really want to, by the end of October, the beginning of November, be set on what you want your Q1 to look like. So you're going into it prepared and not frazzled and not like, oh God, I just came off of a holiday and now we got to start this up again and get things going again. And it's really just a seamless flow into the new year because you've already planned for it. You've already done some things. Your content marketing, you know, is already executed and mapped out and you know your messaging matrix for that, you know, third, uh, sorry, first quarter. And it's all going to just be, a real reflection of you planning for the success you desire. Okay, so I hope this was helpful. Again, if you have questions about sales planning, definitely DM me so I can help you and walk you through this. There was a lot, but I really and truly feel like this is a very important conversation to have um, with yourself and your team if you really and truly do believe that your goals are important and that they are attainable. So sales planning for the year and obviously for the quarter, um, really understanding the offers that you have in place and how to make sure that they are stellar and continue to grow and continue to be you know, a real reflection of your legacy work. So checking in and having a pulse on that, knowing what you wanna do in terms of marketing for that and checking in on that lead source or the lead sources that's bringing you the most revenue. Again, checking in with your team and making sure that they are locked and loaded and ready to go and help you with driving sales and servicing your clients in this busy season. And then planning for the time off that you need. Again, not just the holiday, but the in and around the holiday. And then future pacing for the following year and setting yourself up for the best success even in Q1, even though it feels like it's far away, it is around the corner. All right, so again, I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to DM me at Tanya Rivera Falcone. And if you are ready to enroll or to ask questions about the High Ticket Offer Elixir, our legacy program, where we teach all of this, uh, also how to create an awesome offer that is at least $10,000, being able to really set you know, in place uh, a strategy to um, not only just service these clients, but now enroll them and get them excited for your company and for your business and for working with you in that program. And then also team building. You know, we talk a lot about team and really getting yourself in a situation where you are stepping into the CEO that you desire to be and really, you know, leveraging your visionary skills so you can create a awesome vision for your company and for your team and helping them execute on what is going to be a fabulous business as it grows and scales to your desires. So again, if you have any questions, let me know. And then there's links in the show notes if you want to book a call with me and my team and enroll into the high ticket offer list Elixir. I will talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Activate Your Massive Brand Podcast. I so hope you appreciated and enjoyed this episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes as well as I would love for you to leave a review. And for doing that, I'm going to give you a free gift. So go over to tanyawalkins.com forward slash free training. And of course, to stay connected, you can follow me across social media at Tanya B. Watkins and be sure to join our Facebook group, Massive Brand Incubator. Until next time.